You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi, Golden Eagles. With me as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, buddy. Uh, Good to be back with you guys. And baseball season is pretty much upon us now, so I really have to go ahead and make the decision on whether I'm going to get the rest of my tickets or not, (laughs) Um, which I will probably do by Wednesday. If Hooks is listening to this, don't freak out. I'm going to buy my tickets. Um, and luckily basketball is almost over. So, um, got those two things going for us. Also the wizard of whiskey all the way from North Carolina, Shane Lott. What's up gentlemen? How's it going this evening? Good. Are you sipping on anything in particular tonight? Yeah, man. We've always got to drown, uh, the, the feelings of life out with a little brown water. Um, as always sipping something from Lincoln road package store. I got a, a barrel pick by Mr. Jamie Ferris over there of Jefferson's Ocean, uh, aged at sea bourbon. Fancy. Hmm. Moving on up. I've got what you kids like to call the scissor over here. Uh, What'd you call it? The scissor beer? No, scissor. Scissor. I, I don't know what that word is. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this one of my old man things? Like people getting on to me for for banging all over the halftime show last night? I think whoa, old whoa, guy whoa, whoa, does whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need to hear about you banging all over the halftime show. <laughs> no, this is a family show. Oh, I don't think so. Not, not for long. You should be of age to where you would know what syrup is, dude. Are you saying syrup in like a gangster way? Like syrup. I'm, Did I'm you not, not listen to rap music when, when <laughs> you know, we were like mamas. high school, college age? <laughs> yes, but I'm also older than you guys. Way older. Like No, not by much. Sis herb. Sis like C I Z No. H E R B. No. Give it a no. give it a, sling it into Google and see what happens. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so the big news of today is we have a Golden Eagle who – another Golden Eagle who has a Super Bowl ring. This past weekend in the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs by a final score of 31-9. to And now Rakeem Nunez-Roches gets his Super Bowl ring. Now, a fun fact about that Super Bowl ring, now there are two Golden Eagles – Nacho and Jamie Collins, who played on the 2012 Southern Miss team that went 0-12, who went on to both get Super Bowl rings. Wow. Man. Yeah, so, so much for that uh, leaving the cupboard bare theory, huh? Yeah, no kidding. C- can we can we put that one to rest at least? <laughs> I mean... But I don't think we can at least stop talking about that until every player that was on that team that made it to the NFL has retired from the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Rashad Hill was on that team, played in the league. 
Kyrie, Thor- Kyrie Thornton. That's right. Kyrie was on that team. Jalen so Rashard. Jalen Rashard. Five. Five NFLers. You can't win a freaking game, Ellis. And you had a and you had a major league baseball player. <laughs> yeah. That's Anthony that, Alford. That's right. Had yeah. such a bad experience he had to leave. He he completely switched sports out of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So <laughs> any but hey, congratulations to Nacho. It's been, you know, out of all the former Golden Eagles, it's so much fun to watch him just everything he does. He has an absolute blast and congratulations to him. I believe he is the first NFL player from Belize to win a Super Bowl. You better believe that. Better believe that. <laughs> yeah, and and you saw him. Uh, you saw you saw him really talking up Southern Miss too. And that I guess all the players had an interview, like a virtual interview, or a, a, not maybe an interview, but a virtual uh, media day. Uh, yeah, media day thing. Yeah. Um, and just went off about Southern Miss, you know, with that same smile that everybody remembers from him here. And, uh, yeah, first dude from Belize to do it and, and just uh, representing, man, talking about the hard work Southern Miss does. And he, he gets it, you know, people that get it uh, and don't jump ship last minute and leave and actually work. It seems to work out for them. So, so it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I mean, how many times do you say that? But this time it literally could not have happened to a nicer guy. So. Um, and we've had him on the, have we had him on the show? We haven't, we haven't had him on the show. It's one of those things where when somebody's signed to a team already, it's tough to, mm-hmm. you have to go through their all PR debacle. So mm-hmm. that's why we didn't get Austin Davis on. Cause it was going to be a big to do. So, um, but no, we haven't. So I'm sure we will, we, I'm sure we will have him on at some point. I'm in, I'm in too. Well, yeah, hell of a fun interview. Oh, absolutely. Well, before we get to the Southern Miss stuff, I would uh, like to share some personal news since we have not had an episode since this happened. So, um, you know, you might have heard me talk about it on the show. I've kind of mentioned on the boards that uh, I lost my job due to the pandemic back in. Well, I was I was furloughed back in April. Then I got laid off back in July. But I finally have another job. Uh, it is in the podcast world. It is one is it is with one of the biggest podcasts out there. I am now with Greatness Media, which puts together the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis Howes, among other things. So if uh, really a really amazing podcast, I've been listening to it for years. The opportunity kind of presented itself and uh, everything just fell into place. So I'm uh, super excited to be there. Big things ahead for that podcast. Add it to your rotation. Check it out. There's there's a the thing with Lewis is. Um, you know, with folks that do inspirational podcasts or uh, I wouldn't call it self-help, but in, in some way self-help, very, very genuine and authentic guy. And, you know, I don't really sense the phoniness from him that I sense from other people. And I'm not saying that because he gives me a paycheck, but there's a really diverse group of guests on there. So some of the guests who've been on there in the past couple of years that have been amazing. The Kobe Bryant episode was incredible. Um, I highly recommend that one. Matthew McConaughey episode was amazing. Um for some of our fans, uh, Mike Tyson was on there. Gary V, Tony Robbins, Brene Brown, Bubba Watson, Simon Sinek. I mean, there's really been some amazing guests on there. So go check it out if you get a chance. You won't hear me on there, but I am helping out with different things in the background. And there's there's a whole lot of interest going on with the, with the team right now. So just wanted to let you guys know about it. I appreciate all the support over the past few months for those in the know. And 
not something I really wanted to throw out there, but I, I do want to let you guys know that uh, moving on up in the podcast world, kind of. <laughs> well, well I, the presence of greatness. I know. It, yeah. You know, and I, I, I was going to say uh, you're welcome because obviously they must have heard some of our stuff and, uh, and, and they were just thoroughly impressed. But you said you're not going to be doing the podcasting. So, uh, again, they obviously heard some of our stuff <laughs> and decided to uh, keep you out of that realm of it. <laughs> they were like, yeah, great this... editing, not great content. So you can do this part. <laughs> they got to one of the fake J episodes and they were like, I don't know about this. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You mentioned McConaughey. You should have hit him with some of that. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little Southern Miss uh, basketball right now. So the thing about men's basketball right now is they've lost every single game since our last episode. Mm. So hopefully this will kind of get us back on the right track against North Texas this weekend. So I'm going to run through the, some of the scores real quick. Um, two games at home against UTSA. We fell 64 to 70. And 72 to 78. Both those games were, you know, kind of battles, but we just mm-hmm. weren't able to, to pull it out. Then we go to Louisiana Tech, and I'm sure Jason has something to say about this second game. Mm-hmm. We fall to the Bulldogs 63 to 76 on Thursday at home. And then on Saturday, we fall 62 to 65 in what was a uh, nothing short of a robbery. Mm hmm. Yeah, you want me to comment now? Yeah, go ahead okay, and so, comment on so, that one now. So, so, so yeah, so the first one, uh, the game that was here, you know, we didn't play bad. Uh, I, I felt like just Louisiana Tech was honestly just a little farther along than we were. And like most games, it seems like we're just short um, somebody being hot, short a shooter, uh, where the other team um, is it has more shooters and and gets has like one more streak. A lot of times for us it happens at the very beginning of the game, but and then we battle back. Efforts have been there all year, and I know you don't get any points for finishing close like we have in that 78-72 to 72 game against UTSA or even some of the other games we lost by double digits, but, you know, we were within striking distance most of the game. Um, but, yeah, so, so the second game, was it's hard to say uh, it was the worst officiating that you've ever seen because that term gets thrown around too much, but, I mean, up until the very last play. I mean, first of all, they took Pink out. Pink didn't get Pink. Pink, Pink hardly played any of the game. Um, he had he was in super foul trouble very early on, uh, and then it's hard to remember exactly what all happened. But I know right at the end, um, we call a play out of a timeout down one point, I believe. Yes, uh, down one point. We're on a play. Um, I want to say from Drain to Pierre to Hardy goes to the basket hard, just gets absolutely hammered. Um, I mean, borderline criminal. It goes down. Of course, no call. They get the ball and they go down. I think they make a couple free throws and we lose by three. But um, and even then, you know, Pierre shot a half quarter at the very end that clanged off the front of the rim. But that was just one example of the bad refereeing. But it happened the entire game and. I don't think that we've ever won a game at Louisiana Tech, and I think that's part of the reason. I, I, I would really hate to think that it was any kind of biased officiating, but I know it was bad officiating. I don't think that's even arguable. So, And Ladner can't talk about it. Nobody from the school can talk about it. Thank good we're not affiliated with the school because we can talk about it, and it was bad. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, six in a row, I think we might have taken that particular game into Houston and just got smoked by Rice, and then I mean Rice, good gosh, did you guys watch that game or listen? To I it? did. 
I did. I did. They take more three pointers than anybody. Um, they've, they've literally taken more three pointers than anybody in the country. I want to say before this, off the top of my head, before the uh, two game series started, they had taken around 600 three pointers, and we had taken around like 280. You know, um, so yeah, I might be a little off on both of those, but but they had almost doubled doubled us up. Um, and that being said, we don't have a lot of three-point shooters. So it's not like you can just say, well, that's the problem. Let's just go shoot more of them. So I don't know exactly what the uh, what the fix is. I, I, I do know that we seem to run into everybody's best effort. <laughs> and um, uh, who knows? Maybe the podcast thing is the jinx, and, and maybe us doing this gets us right back out of it. Well, but, I'm prepared to take full credit. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, man. But no, it's tough to watch. I mean, I, I, everybody loves Ladner. Everybody loves their players. And you can tell everything's going great. These idiots out there that are comparing him to Doc Sadler are stupid. I, you know, that's, I mean, you know what, you know what he's not going to do? Lose to Kerry. Ever. Won't ever happen. <laughs> um, so this guy cares. He might have followed Cheeks for weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not following Cheeks. Or if he is, he's doing it discreetly with the Barner count, which is how coaches should be doing their porn. Well, okay. And, and, and yeah, and 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 all joking aside, though, I mean, this thing we're taking it hard as fans. I mean, he's taking it harder. Doc yeah. didn't care, you know. This guy cares, and and he'll get it turned around. Um, you can't keep losing, right? Uh, six in a row. So any way you slice it, North Texas is coming into town. They're good. Um, and and we're down. So I know we got some players hurt and all that, but at some point. You would like to think that, you know, things would just go our way, kind of like that Middle Tennessee game where we won by like 30, right? I mean, we're not 30 points better than middle, but it, it just proves that it can happen. And um, just got to start knocking down shots, man, knocking down shots. And this losing mentality, it's contagious, but you get that one win, and, uh, and that gets contagious as well. So hopefully it starts off this uh, this Friday. I want to uh, take a second to have a, a heart-to-heart with those people in the fan base uh, that you know who you are. The ones that I've seen on Twitter calling for Ladner's head. Stop it. Stop it. You're being ridiculous. Give this man some time. He took over after the Wonder Kid doc. We, uh, we need to be patient and, and let him do it. Like Jason says, uh, I don't think you can find a person on the planet that cares more about Southern Miss basketball. The man is, has lived it and breathed it. He has proven himself to be a good basketball coach at every level. Be patient for once in your lives and give the man a little time to get his job done. And and this is really season number one. In my eyes, there's nine newcomers this year. I mean, I know that last year he was here with hardly any time to recruit and played just a murderer's row of a schedule with possibly a little bit better lineup. (laughs) You know, um, and so now he actually got to recruit. Uh, you know, there, there's there's injuries galore. And uh, all that being said, if the ball bounces a little bit differently and we don't just get totally hosed at La Tech and possibly play Pierre in the second half of that UAB game, we got like three more conference wins. So it's close, but it is what it is at this point. It's a hard it's hard for me to spin any positivity on six losses in a row. Uh, but I, I, I'm not blaming effort uh, and I, but I am blaming just we don't we don't shoot the ball well enough. So that's where Ladner comes in. You're the coach. Figure it out. Two more games from the past weekend. Uh, we fell to Rice on both Friday and Saturday. Uh, 62 to 88 on Friday, and then the Saturday game was a little bit closer, 
68-76. Up, uh, the Golden Eagles currently sit at 7-12 and on the season and 3-9 and in Conference USA. Coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday, the Golden Eagles will host the North Texas Mean Green. 7 p.m. Friday night at Red Green Coliseum and 4 p.m. on Saturday. Both of these games are on ESPN+. Plus. Hopefully there's no confusion with that this weekend. Uh, women's basketball. The game, the series this past weekend against Rice got canceled. So they uh, um, are postponed, so to speak. But uh, since our last episode, the Lady Eagles are 3-1. and one. Uh, they swept UTSA at home, winning 88 to 64 and 73 to 66. They fell at Louisiana Tech 60 to 77, and then turned around and beat Louisiana Tech 57 to 44. The Lady Eagles currently six and six on the season and four and six in Conference USA. I really uh, hated that this weekend's series with Rice is uh, was, was postponed because. You know, Rice is on top of the league. I think. I think Rice is, is winning is on top of the standings right now, and the Golden Eagles are hot. So, um, you know, you kind of want to keep that thing going when you're when you're playing so well, even, especially with the best team coming in. So, I know they're probably a little uh, disappointed and frustrated, but everybody understands this is just the world that we live in right now, and it's probably not going to be the last time that it happens. So, it's good that the Eagles are, are trending in the right direction um, on the women's side, anyways, and. Uh, Whenever they get back out there, see if they can keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. It it took them a little while to get going, uh, but uh, once they got going, uh, they've they've been doing very well as of late. Moving on to baseball. So baseball coming up right around the corner. The first series is going to be next Friday. That's February the nineteenth at four p.m. Taking on Northwestern State. The baseball schedule was released um, during the few weeks that we since our last episode. It's um you know interesting schedule. We get Northwestern State at home, uh Connecticut we got a series with Connecticut at home. Mm-hmm. We play away at Jacksonville State. We've got Louisiana Lafayette at home as well as Missouri State with some midweek games. Um uh, we got a, a home and home with South Alabama. We play Mississippi State at Trustmark Park in Jackson. And we play at Alabama as well. Then we get into the conference schedule, um, kicking off against Louisiana Tech at home. And that that could be the series that ultimately decides the regular season championship. If if, we, if it's close, you know, this could be the tiebreaker because, you know, Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech, two of the teams favored to uh, contend for that Conference USA title this year. So Louisiana Tech's the, did you say the last series of the year? The first series. The first the conference. first series. Oh, I'm sorry. They're the second. Okay. Nope. Okay. They're the third. No, they're, they're the first. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, we, wait. Hold on a second. We got Louisiana Tech. We got a series there and a series here. Is that your whole playing partner thing? Or I think so. Yeah. Whatever you call it. That's why I got confused because I was like, yeah, that's the first conference series of the year. And then I was looking at schedule. I was like, wait a minute. That's the third conference series of the year. Wait a minute. It's the first. It's, it's both. It's both. It's the first and the fourth. We we play them here first and then fourth. Sorry for the listeners yeah, for the we have so much confusion. But hey, but, if we're gonna play in a team in the conference twice, I mean, if it's not gonna be Rice, uh, let, let's let it be La Tech. Let's let's dance. Let's rumble. 
And then uh, the conference tournament is in Ruston this year. That's uh, correct. And, and I don't mind that. Do you guys? I mean, I, I love the MGM thing, but of all years, I mean, you know, we're, it's probably going to be limited all the way through. That uh, new stadium of theirs is sweet, too. It is so cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the last one got smoked by the tornado, and we saw it when we went over there for the last football game that uh, we had at La Tech, and it was still down. So last did they play there? I don't even think they played there last year. Um, so I guess this will be no. The they did. They played four. on the road. Yeah. Um, it's cool, man. They have the little. I think the little apartments kind of right behind the uh, outfield fence there, and everything's brand new, all turf. Um, nice little grandstand. You know, and I guess they'll see if they can start making some history there this year. Um, so I, I I really don't mind going to La Tech. I mean, number one is you know. Throw them a bone, right? They had the tornado thing. They couldn't play in their stadium. Uh, and number two, it looks like they did a fantastic job with it. So I don't mind whooping that ass in Ruston. Yeah, absolutely. We need a Pete Taylor Park west-northwest, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just stake out some real estate in Ruston. <laughs> I love stick. Uh, also in schedule news, since our last episode, the football schedule was officially released. Uh, with the Golden Eagles having six home games, six away games again, just like normal, hopefully. Um, it kicks off September the 4th in Mobile at South Alabama. Then we come home, take on uh, Grambling and Troy in back-to-back weeks, and then we go on the road at Alabama for our non-conference schedule. Uh, the conference schedule, we, we trade out our two Eastern Division teams for Middle Tennessee and FIU. So, those those teams will be on the schedule in addition to everyone in Conference USA West. So I'm really curious to see about how uh, fall, I mean, excuse me, spring football plays out. Really curious to see how uh, Will Hall puts this team together for 2021. Go ahead, Shane. I'm still looking up Scissorb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, look, uh, it, it seems from the uh, reaction uh, and some of the, the stuff that you see from the players on social media that, that they're buying in and they're buying in early and buying in full force. And that gets me really excited about uh, what we can expect to see this fall. Uh, if, if we can shore up the offensive line with some late additions here from the transfer portal, uh, I, I have big expectations because we are – not at a lack of talent at the skill positions, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, the defense is getting a couple guys back that are huge pieces that sat out this last season, as well as uh, everybody but Hemby that was really a contributor is is coming back. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just uh, I feel like the talent was was there. Uh, the team just lacked energy and focus and desire, and and I don't think that's going to be an issue going forward. Oh. Go ahead, Jason. Well, I was just going to, to you talk about the, the, the skill position. Yeah, we, we've talked about it before. I mean, we've got plenty of icing on the cake. We just need some more cake. And um, and by the cake, I mean you know, the, the line on both sides. Defense is going to be fine, I think, with Turner and Booth coming back. But that offensive side, you know, it seems like every time we turn around, we're kind of losing, um, or at least possibly losing another uh, offensive lineman that Cedar going to start or play it, you know, probably well, probably both of them start. So um, I, I think we got to add some there, and I don't know 
if we have a whole lot of ways to do it outside of just kind of hoping somebody wants to be a preferred walk on and turn into a superstar. So, and, and if, if like we were talking about on the text thread earlier, if the, uh, if the Super Bowl told us, taught us anything, um, is that, you know, you can be as good as you want, uh, offensively, but if, if, if the offensive line can't control that front four, it's tough for anybody to do anything. Right. So, um, you know, hopefully we don't have a, a quarterback, whoever it ends up being T or, or Trey, um, we hopefully they're not running around like uh, like like Mahomes was last night, but um, but yeah, I, I, I think we'll be fine, and that's so far away. But it's it's an issue, right? We've got to have some more guys up there, and they got to be better. So let's hope that they they get that ironed out. In the most uh, anticlimactic uh, signing day, five, February signing day in history, we signed two players last week. We got uh, Jay Jones, who was a great get. Jay Jones, a 6'1", 200-pound uh, defensive back from Demopolis, Alabama. Uh, they had him rated as the number 79 uh, safety in the country and the number 36 player in Alabama by 24-7. All the services had him as a three-star recruit. He's also a Sports Illustrated All-American candidate. Uh, originally committed to the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, then after everything that's happened at Tennessee, um, no longer a commit and ends up with the Golden Eagles. He's a guy that... We kind of tried to uh, keep quiet, and thankfully it happened. We were able to sign him on signing day. The other signee that signed on the February signing day, Drew Lawson, a 6'2", 300-pound offensive lineman from Bob Jones High School in Madison, Alabama. Two-sport athlete. Also, uh, not only does he play football, he also wrestles. So those are always great to have up front as well. Yeah, if you got to have another sport to dominate that as an offensive lineman i think that wrestling that that goes in the plus column right good gosh can you imagine having to wrestle an offensive lineman <laughs> doesn't sound fun no it's not fun no not at all well good definitely not definitely not sexy and that's another one of the we, we got we need a couple more let's see if he's got some buddies absolutely uh, a couple of golden eagles that are departing it was announced on Twitter that uh, by Tim Jones that he is declaring for the NFL draft. He is already hard at it, working out, trying to make those dreams happen. And then Trace Clopton, who started on and off at center the past couple of years, decided that he is giving up football to pursue a career in the military. So best of luck to Tim Jones and Trace Clopton as well. The our, So we just got a new offensive line coach, an offense and run game coordinator, back in, what, December, Cody Kennedy, and he has already accepted the job as the tight end coach at Arkansas. So we have a new offensive line coach slash run game coordinator, Jeremy Darvo. His uh, last stop was as OO line coach and run game coordinator at Missouri State. Also played at Louisville in the mid-2000s. So that is the gist of what I can tell you about Jeremy Darvo, but we do have a new offensive line coach slash run game coordinator. I heard a, uh, I heard one of those interviews that he did, or, or maybe it was just an interview that the, uh, he had done before for another school, but he, he, he seems like the, I mean, he, he looks the part and he, he talks a good game. So, um, this is one of those deals. I don't know a lot about him, but you just kind of got to trust coach Hall and his assessment. And at least he's, he's a somewhat younger guy I can go ahead and get in here, kind of relate a lot like Stanchak probably. And, um, whoever it is going to have the work cut out and, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'd hate to say our team's going to go as the O line goes, but, um, you know, 
it worries me. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. That's the part of the team that um, I'm worried about a little bit. I think it's going to be one of those things where I think we just kind of have to see how the spring plays out. Mm-hmm. And because I think that I would anticipate that you would have a lot of shuffling. And I think we have, I think we have five guys that can play at the same time. It's, it's the depth that could be an issue. So um, it's going to be, like you said, yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on between now and August mm-hmm. for sure. In other football news, former Golden Eagle center slash offensive tackle Cameron Tom, uh, most recently of the New Orleans Saints, was signed by the Miami Dolphins to a reserves futures contract. Also some action in the CFL as well. Cordero Law, Kyrie Thornton, and Norman Price all signed with the Toronto Argonauts, joining DQ Thomas, who signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So it looks like uh, we got a couple of folks making waves up across the border. There you have All it, right. Southern Miss fans. Go out and get you an Argonauts hat. You might as well, man. That's the whole – that's goodness gracious. That's the whole team up there. The Argonauts are like the 49ers are down here. Goodness. <laughs> I like it. I did not realize that Cordero Law was still playing football. Yeah, man. The law, he's, he's done quite well for himself. I think he won a great cup up there last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he uh, he's a sack machine in the CFL. Uh, he's been tearing it up. I've actually watched him play a couple of times over the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, There was one game where uh, he had four sacks in a very short span of time. I mean, the man's an animal. Uh, I mean, he, he did get a shot with uh, San Diego there for a couple of years uh, mm-hmm. in the NFL. Uh, the talent's not his problem. Um you know, he, he's he's shining up there, and it's it's cool to see three Eagles end up on, on one team. I'd like to see Case Keenum sign with some Canadian team, <laughs> just so the law can uh, get thrown down on his ass one more time. Do you think he still has nightmares about that game? Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, threw him around like a rag doll. That was just that was the most fun game. Of course, we're talking about the championship game in 2011, and that's why I mentioned that I didn't realize that he was still playing. 2011 was his senior year, and this is 2021, so that's you know 10 years, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if they've played this year. I don't know if they, anyway, he's been playing for a long. That's a lots a long time in the NFL career or, or football career. So uh, good for him, man. Play as long as you can play. It sounds like he's still dominating. So. Awesome. Make those sweet, sweet Canadian dollars. You mentioned Cordero Law tossing Case Keenum around, and I know that this is way off color and should not be said. Uh, you should never talk about anyone's wife. But the first thing I thought of was Case Keenum's <laughs> wife crying in the stands. Uh, <laughs> you know, I saw all those replays because I was there. Um yeah, but yeah, I saw I saw the replay. Well, every, people were texting me during, but yeah, that that that's a game, man. We I'm sure we've talked about it a million times. And everybody who's listening right now that was either watching or there, um, it's a it's it's kind of like a game that that crossed uh, political lines. And by political lines, I mean like my Ole Miss and State friends were even calling me saying like, dude, watching this game, awesome, you know, because because they were like what number seven in the country or something like that, depending on what poll you're looking at. And uh, <laughs> my man was up for the Heisman and everything. And I don't know. He was like, planning on getting married in the end zone right there when it was over with and just completely ruined. In true Southern Miss fashion, we lose that game, we get a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, but it was awesome, man. One of my favorite 
experiences as as a Golden Eagle fan? They don't know. They don't know. Stick it in them. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, L fed. <laughs> so in uh, in other sport news, women's volleyball. So since our last broadcast, the uh, Lady Eagle volleyball team is three and two thus far in 2021, following over th- uh, three to Tulane, then defeating New Orleans three to nothing, falling to southeastern Louisiana one to three, bouncing back later that day and defeating southeastern Louisiana three to two. And then defeating Nichols. Their game this past, their games this past weekend against UTEP were postponed. Uh, this coming weekend, February the 14th, that's Valentine's Day, and February the 15th, they will be hosting the Rice Owls. Those games are closed to the public. Do we talk have to me? Volleyball? Go ahead, Bump. I'm sorry. Talk. I was just saying, talk to me about volleyball versus beach volleyball because I have the beach volleyball schedule pulled up, and they start this month. We're playing regular volleyball right now, which is the indoor um, volleyball that everybody's kind of used to seeing. But we also have the beach volleyball. So what's going on there? Some of the players play both, I guess. Some of the players play both. I don't know how they're making that work. It it appears that – let's see if if these games match up. It appears that these games don't match up at first glance, so they may be able to play – both, of course, with beach volleyball, you only have two on the court at a time, uh, as opposed to regular volleyball where you have a, a gaggle of uh, volleyball. <laughs> a, I don't know a the gaggle. Term. A gaggle. Yeah. You know what? Definitely you know what a group, do you know what a group of a group of eagles is called? You know, you have like the flock and all that. Do you know what a group of eagles is called? I know a group of crows is a murder, so I hope it's something cool <laughs> like that. A I know group, a group of a group of lions is a pride, I believe. A group of eagles is a congress. A congress? A congress. Huh. I can't tell if that's cool or not. Well, it means if we get together, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what's going to happen on March 24th because I would like to be in attendance to the beach volleyball game in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We are playing Spring Hill and southeastern Louisiana. On that day at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. So it'd be nice that, weather out. Did you get that restraining order cleared up so you can do I have, that? I, I have not gotten that cleared up yet. Oh, hold on, sure on a second. Misunderstanding. Hold on a second. Back, back the, back the bus up just a second. Uh, I fact I stat boyed myself. A group of eagles is called a convocation. A convocation. Wow. Yeah, a convocation. The tables have turned. What? Tables have turned. What, is, a Congress, what makes then? a Congress? Let's I don't I'll see. Google's weird. Um definitely not scissor. Let's see. Group of birds. Group of birds called a Congress. That is a oh, well it says an eagles are called a Congress too. And a convocation. Okay. Okay, the Eagles the, this these are all the names for Eagle groups, okay? An Erie, a Congress. A convocation, a jubilee, a soar, a spread, and a tower. I'm going with jubilee. I like yeah. jubilee. I was also Let's just stay away from the soar. The soar. Oh, S O A R. S O A R. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of soar? Isn't that the system you use to check your grades? It's so. Or do they even still use <laughs> yeah. that? 
It it was yes. I don't do do they still have dial tones? I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, uh, I had to check mine on the stone tablets they laid out in front of the administration building. Uh, <laughs> stars where they, have, where, where they have the Jimmy Buffett marker now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, do you have any track information I, I for us? I do. I do. Uh, Oddly enough, the University of South Alabama hosted an invite in Birmingham Saturday. I mean, Sunday. I apologize. Sunday. Uh, not not sure how the logistics of that worked out. Uh, I've kept seeing it called the Jaguar invite in Birmingham and uh, really got confused. I had to verify that it was, in fact, South Alabama hosting. And it was uh, the the Eagles placed uh, quite a few on the podium this weekend. Uh Let's see. Uh, Patricia Johnson was first in the long jump. Uh, the men's four by 400 team also took first. Uh, we had a couple of second place finishers with Elijah Miller in the 60 meter and uh, Corvell Todd with the high jump. Uh, he he seems to be carrying on just to interject the uh, the the nice tradition of high jumpers we've had at Southern Miss over the last few years. We've had some real animals. Um uh, and I'm probably going to butcher old Cassidy's last name. I apologize, Cassidy, but you're a distance running freshman. I'm, I'm not worried about you beating me up. Uh, you're you're probably a very small lady, but you are very fast. I saw so you, way to go, uh, Cassidy Tusher. Uh, if I, if I messed that up, I apologize. Uh, placed third. Uh, Trinity Benson got third in the 60 meters. Uh, Vivette Green a third in the 200 meters. And my uh, my good friend Markasha Myers, uh, 60 meters in the hurdles or 60 meter hurdles, third place as well. So uh, Eagle Track team with some uh, some strong performers here in the the first few meets of the year. Well, I think we've pretty much covered. Is there anything we're missing? Do we, is there any sport that we have not covered tonight? Golf uh, starts off. Um, oh, there we go. Coach Coach, I don't have I don't have any details or anything. I don't have any like breaking news here. But uh, but you know we, we interviewed Coach Brescher and uh, the golf ended up they they have two seasons so they ended up uh, at the end of October, um, they stopped then and they start back February the 14th through the 16th um, again in Mobile so it seems like we're playing everybody uh, in Mobile these days including football which I will have a ticket to that's gonna be a hard ticket to come by bruh. Uh, the very beginning of the year, I think. I mean, assuming that, you know, people can go back to stuff and do things and have fun. Um, that's going to be a tough one to come by. I hope I can go to the other game. But, but yeah, golf is starting back up. Looks like they have one tournament in February. And after that, they uh, play a couple in uh, March. And we'll keep up with it. And if any of them look like they're going to be awesome and um, make lots of money on TV, we'll let you know. Uh, we well, did skip another sport as well. Uh, women's tennis uh, got kicked off. Um, they got a six six to one win over Florida A and M uh, yesterday, I believe. Yesterday, the, or the day before yesterday, um, I think that was their first match. Uh, they had another match against Northwestern State that was a couple days before that that they weren't weren't able to complete because of rain. And uh, the the men's tennis team has, I believe, yet to start their season after a couple of postponements. So, uh, yeah, we don't want to leave anybody out. Women's tennis uh, started their season with a win. 
Let's keep the party going with women's soccer. Currently 1-0 on the year with a 2-0 victory over Nichols on Wednesday, February the 3rd. They've had three games canceled thus far for various reasons. Uh, and the, the next game for women's soccer is going to be at South Alabama this Sunday at 1 p.m. That's Valentine's Day, February the 14th. So there's women's soccer for you as well. On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. All right, you guys, uh, you guys have any shout outs for this week? Uh, I want to give a couple shout outs real quick. Uh, number one, shout out to Big John Smith. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he was featured in the, you know, they're doing that, the, the Eagle Club. They're, they're featuring like one family per week or one guy per week and just asking him like a, a very uh, short interview thing there. And they're putting that out on social everywhere. Uh, but our good friend, Big John, uh, was featured on that this week. So that was cool. And also, I'm not exactly sure we're gonna, how we're going to make this happen, but I want to give a shout out to um, Rick Maddox because I think Rick's going to come on and give us a preview next week. I don't know if we're all going to be involved in that or if just one of us is going to do the thing and 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 put it out. There. I don't know, but but Rick's going to be part of the show next week, and um, it's always good to hear from him. And it's about time we got him back on. Shane, you got anybody? Uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, Rakeem Nunez Rochas in your Super Bowl mm-hmm. ring, buddy. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always good to have, uh, a golden eagle with, uh, with a shiny new piece of jewelry. So, uh, yeah, congrats, man. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, uh, not that the family's listening or anything, but, uh, I, I, I do, <laughs> I do consider this, uh, I consider this man a friend, uh, just off of a few adventures that we had together. But uh, former heavyweight champion Leon Spinks passed away this past weekend at the age of 67. These stories I could tell you about Leon. I probably have told some on here, but uh, my favorite involves him without his dentures in eating two bone wings from Hooters, which was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. But a a sweetheart of a guy. And uh, God, I hadn't seen him in quite some time, but uh, really, really sad to see that uh, he passed away and. Uh, my best to uh, to his family, to right. Corey, his son, who was uh, who was an excellent boxer as well. He beat Ali, man. He did. He did. And I think he had a little too much fun after he did. Well, <laughs> rightfully so. If you beat Muhammad Ali so. in a fight, you party as much as you want to. Yeah, just one chicken wing at a time. <laughs> one chicken wing at a time. Absolutely. Hey, shout out to your mom, right? It's your mom's birthday? It is my mom's birthday. I had Thanks to do for that. Some. Yeah. Well, she doesn't listen. I don't. She was not. She. I don't She's blame a her. Super, super smart lady. She. She is. She is. <laughs> very well. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Janita Tyree. And that She's is her mom's name, by the way. She's got better things to do with her time. She's currently watching the dining room walls dry. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably watching like energy medicine videos on YouTube. Truth be told. Uh, so yeah. Well, uh, before we shut it down, you guys have any final comments before we get out of here? Scissor on my way to the store. Scissor bump. Oh, yeah. Scissor And uh, in case my this. boss is listening, I'm not actually drinking scissor. Uh, I do have a little codeine cough medicine left in the cabinet, but that is for colds and not to make uh, Nyquila Sunrise. Good Nyquila cover story. Sunrise. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.